Are you looking to reach your full potential and achieve success in business and in life? Want only tried and tested guidance from people who have truly made an impact? You have come to the right place. Welcome to Five Questions with Dan Shabell. New York Times bestselling author Dan Shabell distills the most actionable and tangible advice from a variety of world-class humans, including entrepreneurs, authors, Olympians, politicians, billionaires, Nobel Prize winners, TED speakers, celebrities, astronauts, and more. Inspirational guidance, practical advice, and concrete solutions. Our Power Chat starts now. Welcome to the 70th episode of the Five Questions Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Shaw-Bell. My goal is to create the best advice from the world's smartest and most interesting people by asking them just five questions. My guest today is the founding member of the Black Crows, Steve Gorman. Born in Muskegon, Michigan, Steve joined his elementary school's band playing the drums. Then in college, he was a broadcasting major while playing drums with several bands. In 1987, he started playing with the Black Crows for their first nine albums, then eventually rejoined in 2005. More recently, Gorman founded the band Trigger Hippie and authored the book Hard to Handle, which is named after the Black Crow's hit song. I caught up with Steve to learn more about how he was able to navigate a multi-decade career in such a celebrated band and what he's learned along the way. You've been part of the Black Crows for over two decades, witnessing the success, struggle, and breakup firsthand. How are you able to mentally and emotionally handle the highs and the lows? In varying degrees of success, uh, initially, you know, the easiest part and the most fun and all the things that feel the way you think a band's going to feel are actually in the local band days. No stress, all a dream and the pursuit of trying to make things actualize, you know, to realize something. You're young and you have nothing else to concern yourself with. That was all great. Once we hit the road and had a record out that turned into a hit, things went sideways pretty quick in a lot of ways. And not just for me, for everybody. The way I handled it was to put my head down and say, well, as long as we work hard and as long as we stay together and united, we'll get through anything. You know, I'm a, I'm a very team-oriented guy. Uh, not everybody in the band had that same philosophy. And power struggles and, and, uh, and egos and insecurities that we all had to contend with, they showed themselves pretty early. And unfortunately, we were so young that we got set in our ways and kind of continued the band for as you said, actually almost three decades without really ever stopping and, and really doing the work to figure out how to be more effective at communicating and working together. You say you're a team-oriented guy. What do you believe are the most important qualities of a teammate, or in your case, a band member, and which are the ones to avoid and why? You have to know your strengths, and, and just as important, if not more, you have to know your weaknesses, and you have to be willing to let other people do things you're not so great at or that you aren't interested in doing. I mean, to me, a band is not an extension of any one or any five people's emotional or mental psyche, well-being, none of those things. A band is, it's, you know, I never looked at it as a business, but it's an easy thing to compare it to. It's a mom and pop shop. Somebody needs to run the register. Somebody needs to stock the shelves. Somebody needs to, you know, figure out the books. And in a band, you have all those responsibilities. You know, you don't think about that as a local band. You just want to play shows. You just want them to get a record deal. It's important as you grow and, and as the band's career grows that you evolve and take a realistic look at what's required. We entered an entirely new landscape and stuck to our guns as to how we viewed the world as a local band, and it was really damaging. I think ultimately, communication 
And, or, you know, a better analogy is actually a basketball team. Someone rebounds, someone passes, someone shoots. And if everybody understands their role and respects everyone else's contributions, you can go as far as you want. If you were to start another band right now, what would you do differently based on what you've experienced and why? Well, I have a band actually called Trigger Hippie that is, is and a lot of how that band operates is based on things I learned with the Black Crows, which is it's okay, it's perfectly fine to have somebody establishing the tone and the direction, but you know, the old adage, you can go faster alone, but much further together. I just want to keep, make sure that everybody's on the same page. Everybody knows why we're doing anything we're doing and feel everybody out. You don't have to allow one person's opinion to derail an operation, but everybody's opinion is valid and everybody at least needs to be heard and understood. What is the most important business advice you've learned as an artist that you wish you knew when you first started? Oh man. Um, you know, I, every day I would probably have a different answer, but I can say that the most important things that we were, we were given great advice early on and, and we not, didn't necessarily follow it. I can't say thankfully that we were ever misguided or led down the wrong path. We were given great, great opportunity and great advice. The thing that we probably struggled with the most, and, and I'm including myself in that, of course, uh, separating, separating the art from the business. You know, you, we went and made records and once those records are in the can, the goal is to get as many people as you possibly can to listen to them. And, you know, once you've created your art, sell it as far and as wide as you possibly can. And don't, you know, we had a, we struggled with feeling like that made us sellouts or that it weakened the music by trying to do promotion. And to me, you know, the, the, Art is only of use if it receives an audience. I think separating the two worlds, you know, like, like art and business can co-mingle quite freely as long as you remember which one is which and not try to combine the two. I think it's like a separation of church and state. When you combine them, they both get weakened. And what is your best piece of career advice? Uh, follow your gut because your gut is ultimately the one thing you're going to have with you forever. And when you, you know, the biggest mistakes and regrets I have aren't when I made mistakes. It's when I made a mistake that my gut knew was a mistake and I did it anyway. I, when I say I'm a team player, the downside of that was to a fault. I was a team player as a much younger man. I would, I would give way to what I thought was for the greater good, uh, despite my central nervous system screaming at me, no, this is a serious mistake. Because ultimately, when it's all said and done, you're still the one who's waking up in the middle of the night with your subconscious tapping your shoulder going, you knew and you didn't do anything about it. So, you know, your gut is really all you have, right or wrong. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom, Steve. To follow his journey, you can read his book, Hard to Handle, and find him on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, where he shares announcements, live performances, travels, pictures of his family, and his cat. We hope you enjoyed today's show and the amazing advice our guests provided. Remember that you can only benefit from advice if you act on it. Before you do, we would appreciate your feedback in the form of a review. You can leave a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or a podcatcher of your choice. Your feedback would be very much appreciated. Head over to danshawbell.com slash review now.